0: Hello, and welcome to this week's Shoot the Moon podcast, Uh, broadcasting live and direct from Revenue Rocket World Headquarters in Bloomington, Minnesota. As you know, if you're a regular listener to the podcast, that uh, Revenue Rocket is the world's premier growth strategy and M&A advisor for IT services companies. Uh, With me today on today's podcast, I'm pleased to have my partners, Matt Lockhart and Ryan Barnett. Welcome,
1: gentlemen.
2: Hey, Mike. Great to be here.
1: Yeah, thanks for having us on, Mike. Mike, it, it, it sounds like and looks like there might be a little dust outside your office. So what's going on?
0: Yeah, a little dust. So uh, we are expanding here at Revenue Rocket. Um, happy to report we got walls being torn down, a bunch of new offices being added, new boardroom that I think is big enough to hide a bowling alley in. I don't know. It's going to be big. We're excited with the big build out. Been in this space for 15 years and it's time to knock some walls out. So, exciting time. Today, we are talking about adjacency strategy and MA. Isn't
1: that right, Ryan? Yes. Uh, uh, one of the things that we look for as the premier growth strategy consultants is helping companies uh, examine the services that they're in and uh, the offerings that they have uh, for the markets they're in. And when you start to factor in a merger or an acquisition uh, into the mix, there's a few different schools of thought when it comes to the strategy. Uh, and I'd say you can. There's two big ones. One is do you kind of keep doing what you're doing and buy something to increase scale and mass, or do you do something a bit different and focus on a company that's in, in adjacent markets or adjacent technology or adjacent geography. So uh, today we're talking about kind of what, why that splits might be interesting and what things to consider and and why it matters for M&A. So, Mike, maybe we just want to start out with what are some high-level trends that you think of here and just get us rolling.
0: Yeah, for sure. You know, what's interesting about adjacency strategies is, you know, and, and, and just try to define them. Um, is, uh, essentially finding a additional offering to your respective market that may not be core to your business today. So, you know, an example of that for managed service providers is, you know, we have a client who in the past, uh, was focused on the legal market, uh, in managed services space. Uh, and they ended up acquiring, uh, we helped them acquire some, um, uh, uh, marketing service provider or marketing companies that also focused on the legal market. Uh, with the with the concept that there could be some cross sell and upsell across those companies into their respective customer bases, that thesis uh, proved out to be accurate. Uh, and as a matter of fact, this client was successful in buying a couple different companies uh, that provided adjacency opportunities like this, and certainly has contributed to their growth quite materially. So it's really an expansion of services to the same or similar market is probably a more traditional adjacency strategy, but there certainly could be some opportunities where it does address different and complementary markets as well. So just to kind of, you know, sum it up, it's, hey, can we get together, can we get to a place together that we can't get apart because we can cross sell each other's customer base to the respective services?
1: Yeah, uh, Matt, do a Do you have any examples of where where you've seen this happen or or some companies that we've worked with that have gone through this?
2: Yeah. Well, you you brought up MSPs, right? And and we've helped a couple of MSP providers bring cybersecurity and advance their cybersecurity capability through an M&A strategy. You know, there's just so many different examples, right? I mean, so for a uh, nationally, you know, sort of North American based and solely North American sort of capabilities looking at an acquisition elsewhere, right? I'd, I'd put into the adjacency bucket because you're expanding upon your core to be able to deliver more and and more scaled services through an extension in that way. Kind of backing up a little bit, if you look at the level of pace of change, you know, within our sector technologically, it is very, very difficult to keep up with. And if you don't have the opportunities to, to demonstrate to your customers that you are keeping up with that rate of change, well, they're going to be looking elsewhere. And I think that an adjacency M&A strategy is one means, not the only means, but one of A very strategic means of keeping up with that rate of change, so that you don't give your customers any reason to go elsewhere, right you know think think cloud migration and then you know building upon that with data and AI, right think application development and building upon that left in the cycle with product management capabilities. Or right of the cycle, you know with uh support and maintenance capabilities, and these are you know hard things to to grow organically it takes that it takes time, and you know looking at that m and a strategy as a means to decrease that time to change is you know something that we see done you know very successfully
1: so if we take the the current offerings that you've got. And you look similar to that. And, that, and that could have a definition of something like a geography. So, if you're offering custom application development in North America today, see maybe a delivery in a different market, such as um, Latin America.
0: Yeah, I, I think what's interesting about that, uh, Ryan, is that in the most simplest terms, you're talking about expanding the addressable market for the services that you offer, and whether that's an adjacency by service line offering or adjacency by geography, they both apply. It's sort of the litmus test as, hey, are we going to be able to expand the addressable market across both companies? And it's a bi-directional thing where you bring to the party, and I use this term a lot, but you go to a place together that you can't really go apart or that it's more difficult to go apart. And that creates a great business case for doing the deal. And adjacencies, oftentimes, it's just such a glaring opportunity because when you think about cross-sell and upsell across the respective customer bases, each customer base, uh, you would hope those companies have, you know, trusted advisor status with their customers. And when they can bring those additional services from the other company to their clients where they have a trusted advisor relationship, Uh, The sale is quite easy, and they bring a a mature capability to them. You know, if there's a need, they certainly should be in a position to make that cross-sell and upsell happen uh, without a tremendous amount of effort.
1: If you take this in the lens of of our methodology, the SVP methodology, so you're specializing, uh, you're typically putting that specialty into a target market or vertical market, and and you productize your offering, uh, does the adjacency, what approaches change if you're taking that vertical market approach? Uh, yeah, how does that fact start to factor in uh, with the adjacency strategy? Let's say you're doing one thing, uh, maybe it's uh, being really great at digital transformation or let's say ERP implementation, and you're very good at for manufacturers. How does the adjacency strategy work within that capability or that line of thinking?
0: Well, it could certainly be two ways. One is, you know, like the example I painted before where, you know, it's the same vertical market but different services, okay, so that that's sort of a logical one. But it certainly could be same services, different markets, right, different vertical markets or different geographies where, you know, maybe you do digital transformation expertly for manufacturers and then you combine with a firm that does digital transformation professional services firms And because you also have different geographies, you get some, some reach on scale and you get to be able to focus more uh, effectively with more capability into the respective markets. So certainly we've seen those opportunities. It becomes more like a geography expansion in that case, but it also becomes a market expansion. And I think as firms get to be large, larger, you know, it becomes uh, they have the ability to effectively market into more than just one vertical market. They certainly can market into multiple verticals. And we see firms, you know, very large firms that, you know, do that pretty well. You know, multi-billion dollar firms that may target six, seven, eight markets effectively. So there is a, a growth paradigm where at some point you got to be able to reach into multi-market and certainly an adjacency strategy around M&A can help you do that.
2: You know, one other thing to consider specific to that going deeper within that vertical market approach is the concept of customer centricity, where as you are focusing on that particular vertical, whatever it may be, being able to truly understand and have the people and the skills that grow your expertise within that vertical and being able to sort of raise up the maturity model within that vertical and and thinking about an adjacency strategy as in connection with really just getting deeper with your customer and being able to advise and guide your customer. A, you're going to raise up the value equation. B, you're going to be awfully sticky. And the result of it, you should be doing more business and you should be
1: doing it at a greater profit throughput. I I think that's a really great point for both of you. The the more you can do for the customer in the market that you're an expert at, the more opportunities you're going to have. And that leads to an unfair share of of market share and growth as you're doing something that no one else can do. And, And the growth... Can compound itself, and, and and acquisition is a great way to do this. Is it oftentimes very hard to build out adjacency type work because of the, the training, because of the sales efforts, because of uh, all the other things that uh, it's essentially almost growing a new business. So, uh, using this as a method in acquiring the talent and and expertise can be a much faster path to growth if you guys don't let me switch in subjects a little bit here I, I i'm curious we've been using the word adjacency which if i pull out the dictionary you know it's something close or near to i'm not hearing you say go into a different market through acquisitions and i'm wondering if that's perhaps just a subtlety that i'm picking up upon or or if there's more to it um maybe let's start with mike it, it, when you look at defining markets do you typically want to stay near something you know or do you go kind of left field and do something completely different? Assuming it's still in IT services.
0: Yeah. I, I think there needs to be a common thread, right? There needs to be a common thread that will be a relatively easy cross sell and upsell opportunity. One that the new company's market would have an appetite for your services and vice versa. That's why we call it an adjacency. I think if it's far afield or a wildly different, you know, there is no common thread that either ties through a vertical or service offering or different geographies, that kind of thing. There's not a common thread that's complementary. I think it's going to be very, very challenging. And we certainly had conversations with companies that wanted to, you know, they had sort of an open mandate. It said, hey, we just want to. Go buy IT services companies and try to put them together. We don't really care what they do, and you know because we really like the sector, a broad sector. And the challenge with that is that integration is becomes very, or or I should call the potential benefits of adjacency just aren't there. And it means that you're going to run these companies as silos, and yeah, you know, they don't pass the test then of the one plus one equals three. That that's a pretty important test for M&A. You've got to be able to say, are there things that each of you are going to bring to the deal that create a new entity that's complementary that, and, and help you go to a place that you can't go without each other? And that generally only happens when there's some sort of common thread to exploit through both businesses.
2: You know, other things, I mean, you go too far afield, you potentially can increase the risk around culture, right, because you're maybe not thinking the same way in terms of how you deliver and what your value is to a customer having done this in my past life let's see five six times the other thing to think about is your go-to-market you know capability your sales team your sales support team your marketing team and being a former sales guy myself, I, I'm happy to say this, that sometimes we're not the brightest bulbs in the bunch, right? And you combine that with a northern Minnesota hockey player, and boy, sometimes the the complexity can get really, really difficult. And so if you go too far afield, your ability to go to your customers right, with your team, with your go-to-market team. Becomes a real challenge and yet the last thing that you want to do is confuse your customers. If you confuse your sales team, you're going to confuse your customers. And so I think that's one of the, you know, really key things that need to be looked at so that you can, um, you can continue to go fast.
1: Great points, Matt and and Mike. I'm curious if you, if you're putting together an ideal prospect profile, if you're taking upon an adjacency strategy, how flexible do you need to be in the markets that you're going after? It seems like there's got to be a a bit of a bend if you're looking to do something, you know, next to, but not the same. Any thoughts there?
2: You know, in the digital world. And some of the three sort of potential adjacencies to a core offering within digital. You know, it's sort of think about the cloud infrastructure migration that enables, you know, digital. Well, that's that's one. Another would be quality and risk mitigation via quality offering. Well, that that's two. Okay, well, then you kind of move into the entire cycle of DevOps, right? And And there's another. Well, which of those most closely sort of mirrors what is your core offering? Well, that may be a priority. But any of those would be complementary, would expand your capability, would demonstrate added value to your customers. And so there's an opportunity where having a level of flexibility increases your chance of success versus, you know, the only thing that I can do is add this thing on. Well, that can certainly. I think you
0: called it, Matt. I mean, I think certainly, you know, I couldn't have said it better myself.
1: So I think you summed it up. Great points, guys. The the other thing I I would say is that uh, sometimes an adjacency strategy can be taking – by looking at different roles you may sell into a company uh we're we've got an example that we're working through now where a digital transformation firm who's got some great back-end work and does some custom application development uh, they do a lot of line of business work and what they really love is to do more work within the marketing department as they see the rise of marketing related apps and martech and the need for integration and customer data platforms well, it makes sense for them to go outside of the world of digital transformation and start looking at a provider of market automation services. So it is a very fascinating way to understand that in able to put that cross sell, cross sell and upsell that you, you've got opportunities to do that with different roles within the firm. So all good stuff guys. I think we've got this pretty well done. I would say I want to put one note if you're a seller. If you're considering selling your firm, you may not know where your buyer is coming from because they may have an an adjacency or even far-field strategy. So when you're considering prospective suitors, they may come from anywhere, and you have to take the mind of if you were a buyer, you may want to expand your service. And it's a a good surprise for us that sometimes when we look at selling a company – we we look on the fringes of where a company may be, and and oftentimes we find success there as companies look to expand beyond what they're currently doing. With that, Mike, Matt, uh, any last parting thoughts? So we'll start with Matt for parting thoughts. Kick it back over to Mike.
2: I think that Ryan, that last point is key. If you're looking at going to market, you know what are the potential opportunities for buyers with your service and in an adjacency mindset. I think that that's great. We really like this strategy. And so if you're considering and thinking about it, as I mentioned, I know Mike's done it a bunch. I've done it a bunch. We'd love to chat with you. Um, Would be thrilled to hear sort of strategic goals and how an adjacency strategy could fit in. Obviously, we're pretty excited and passionate about it. So let's talk. Mike? Absolutely, Matt.
0: Thanks so much. You know, with that, we'll tie a ribbon on it for this week's uh, Shoot the Moon podcast. I encourage you all to tune in next week with more uh, relevant and exciting topics around M&A and growth strategy for IT services companies. Thanks, and make it a great week.